This is the Fathering Project podcast, Figuring It Out Together, where we tackle many challenges facing dads and father figures and explore fathering across all ages, from newborns to toddlers, school age and teenagers. We speak with experts in their fields to help you navigate solutions and positive outcomes for each stage of your fathering journey. Let's figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Fathering Project podcast. Katia Gapaya here and joining me today is clinical relationship psychotherapist, Derek Ebbs. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing all things relationships and finding balance between raising kids, work and family life and how to strengthen the connection with your partner. Derek is a father of four and is a relationship psychotherapist specializing in the attachment bond between parent and child and the implications that has on adult relationships. So the attachment between couples. He has helped many couples and parents and and therefore children move from a disorganized, unsatisfying relationship to a more stable, secure, thriving and safe environment. Derek also facilitates the dads group at Gidget Village, supporting men who struggle to express their feelings in their intimate relationships. Derek, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kathy. Lovely to be with you. Wonderful. Now, this is an area we've been keen to explore for a while now, and we're really glad to have you on to share your expertise with us and with our listeners. So if you don't mind, we'll dive straight into it. Yeah, sure. Now, can you give us a little background about your work and how you support couples in their relationships? Yeah, well, my, my practice, uh, which is in Sydney, is called Fully Human, Fully Alive Psychology and Counseling Relationship Centre. Now, so what does that mean? I deal with relationships. So that's relationships between couples, between parents, between parent and child, between parent and babies, relationship between siblings and couples adjusting to parenting. And particularly, uh, kind of seem to specialize in men's issues. Um, Now the name Fully Human, Fully Alive is a deliberate choice to first recognize that we're all human, to accept that, like, like, (laughs) welcome to the club. And also that we want to enjoy full and satisfying life experiences where we can be ourselves. And do you find the men that you see have come because their partner has brought them or do men often instigate the sessions themselves as well? Yeah, men men do um, instigate the sessions themselves. Yes, they do. And, um, and a lot of uh, the partners bring them along. So sometimes I'll always ask why you're here today to, if it's a couple in front of me, sometimes the man will say, my wife told me to come, my partner told me to come. And I'll say, okay, great. But now that you're here, why are you here for yourself? And then they'll, they'll open up as to their own issues. Now, you just described to us quite a wide scope of the kind of work you do, but I'm just wondering whether there is one recurrent theme that you're seeing through the work you're doing with couples. Yeah, well, well, firstly, um, specifically to to um, dads, particularly, it was talking about fathering here in the sense of, um, like, I facilitate a lot of dads groups, men's groups. In, in the main, I kind of facilitate three types of men's groups, dads groups. Like one is 
new dads. So that's dads about to become a new dad or just become a new dad. I also facilitate a men's group, dad's group, who men who are mainly dads who choose to use control and abuse, we could say, in their relationship. And I also work with men, dads who dads who have perinatal anxiety and depression, or maybe their partner has perinatal anxiety and depression. So to answer your question, my observation uh, across these three different kind of dads groups and men's groups, the theme, one of the themes I see a lot is the man is the fixer. We see this in a couple of sessions too. The man is the provider. And, you know, when I do, especially when I do dad's groups, I'll ask men, or even in a couple of sessions, I'll ask a man, like, what, what, what's your hope? What's your number one hope for being a dad? And the answer seems always to be, I hope I can support my partner. Now, Cathay, uh, what do you think that when they, what do you think their number one fear is? The number one fear is expressed as, I fear I won't be able to support my partner. So it, it's, it's, we can see it's the same thing reversed around. Now, this, we can look at this in two ways. I mean, one, this is good. We see men are wanting to support their partner, wanting to support their children. Uh, so there is someone caring for the carer sense but this view could also be seen as kind of maintaining the dominant culture of the alpha male you know like male privilege um and it may uphold sometimes that belief that the child bearer the one who bears the child is the child carer is the child rarer you know and that actually can sometimes that belief held can sometimes actually reinforce the man's inadequacy. I'm not the child bearer or the feeder, therefore I'm not the child carer. I'm just an observer here on the sidelines. Like, what can I do? I can't solve this problem. Maybe the, the man is the fixer. So men, what we see, the impact of this sometimes is men can sometimes throw themselves into work, which, which, which can look like kind of a, it, it, they're avoiding parenting really, because that belief system, I am the provider. That's the belief is like, this is my role as a man. Now, the other side of it, sometimes men throw themselves into fixing. So they become a bit preoccupied with parenting. And so they can come home and fix everything. They come home and, okay, here I am, I'm home, I fix everything. And they can kind of intrude on their partner. So that belief system, like, I am the fixer. And the third way we see it um, is men can sometimes feel let, left out of the mother-baby dyad, you know. So this, is, this can be an intense emotion of isolation, which is disconnection, you know. So the belief here is, what is my role? My role has been usurped. I'm, I'm kind of useless. I'm inadequate. So we can kind of see these three positions, these belief systems, they bring about disconnection, like not connection. I mean, it, it is a maladaptive bid for connection. 
but the impact on the relationship is actually disconnection. I can see, um, yeah, the three um, areas that your recurring themes are supporter, fixer, and feeling inadequate. And um, we also run dad's groups at the Fathering Project quite a lot around the country, as you know. Yeah. And um, we, what we always say to dads when we facilitate these dads groups is that you're not just the supporter, you're not just the breadwinner, you are actually an active participant in that family. So that's effectively what you're saying as well is needed. Yeah, yeah. And it is just, that, that's great you're saying because that's exactly what I say to dads. Um, parenting is a partnership and you are 50% of the partnership. Exactly. Uh, that's, you know. that's, that's, that's exactly the words. Yeah, parenting is partnership and you are 50% of the partnership. <laughs> So um, get in there and be active about it and involved and engaged. Do you yeah. find that um, there still remains a stigma around dads getting together in groups to talk? Yeah, yes, there, there, there can be because why do you need to talk about these things? You know, just get on with it. Just be, <laughs> you've got to be the man. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. I Sometimes I hear there's an interesting thing I've found the other week in the dad's group um i, I don't know how it came out but it, it didn't mean to come out but this dad did the ironing but he there's no way he would tell his colleagues at work or his his friends that he does the ironing in his house because that's not a man thing he actually had a bit of shame around he did the ironing where, where, whereas when i said to him do you know that be plenty of mothers and women around the world would think you're the sexiest man alive because you do the ironing. Yeah, I think we're, we're <laughs> trying to get to a place where we can see both men and women as both breadwinners and caregivers. And that will give us the kind of, um, you know, equality we're looking for, but also gives the opportunity for our children to thrive at home. Yes, yes. And the very, the very act we say, you know, I'm the support person for that, that, that belief. I, I want to support my partner, but even in the, in the very act of the word support means you are a, a secondary, uh, a secondary carer. Like you're only the support person. No, you're 50% the carer too. Yeah. And, and raising children and maintaining a strong relationship with your partner becomes a lifelong balancing act. What do you believe are the key ingredients to keep the relationship alive? Yeah, well, so the first thing I think we have to notice is intimate relationships are not for the faint-hearted. They are difficult things. But I think here's a, here's a kind of a simple, here's a simple answer of, of, of the vital ingredient. And, well, that's the word, and, A-N-D, and, that simple word. So enter the world of and. It's you and me. I am a dad and a partner. Our partnership has produced the and of these children. You know, so I, I need to water and attend the garden to encourage the flowers to grow. Like I am a dad and, and I'm a builder, an accountant, or an environmental engineer or whatever, and I'm a member of the footy club. And I'm a member of the choir, the men's choir. And something that I'll 
I am independent and dependent in this relationship. Is that Sorry. I was going to say, like, to keep all this alive and, and in balance, so here's the, the next secret ingredient. I need to have open, like, honest conversations with my partner. Conversations where I am available and responsive. Conversations where I listen whether I like what I'm hearing or not. <laughs> and I call this the interdependent relationship. And I call this is, is intimacy. Do you think it's that little word that you used, which is key and that is frightening um, people because they have to be more than one thing? Yes, like the, that, that, that's it, isn't it? it, it because the, the and word can feel me kind of pulled in or the and world can uh, feel me not to be independent. And, and that, that, that depends on my kind of attachment style, whether I'm avoidant or so if I'm avoidant, I would like to be quite independent, which, which actually may come across in the relationship as quite dismissive. And if I am dismissive, I'm probably going to be dismissive of my partner's needs, and I'm probably going to be a little bit dismissive, unconsciously, of my child's need. Or if I have a kind of attachment style of an ambiguous attachment uh was really the outcome of that is 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 the impact the outcome is i could be quite preoccupied preoccupied with the relationship preoccupied we get everything right preoccupied having a perfect relationship that could uh come across as quite intrusive on my partner quite intrusive on my children so that's the fear, isn't it? The and fear is that one I'll probably pull in if my other, if my partner is, in, is, is a bit uh, ambiguous attached, I'll be pulled into that. Or if my partner is, could be quite, if I'm quite independent, I want to, I want to run away from that. So the and will keep me away from the interdependent, which is the intimacy. Yeah. And, um, can you explain how the relationship we have with our partner impacts child development? Is there a strong connection here? Yeah, well, well, the, the, the child, the child's brain uh, it grows through experience. So the brain growth is experience dependent. Now, the brain grows about 4,000% outside the womb in those early years. It's pretty massive. And the main part of the brain that's growing in those, in those early years is the feeling brain. So the child takes in those things they see, the actions, not the words, takes that, that in through the feeling brain, and this becomes part of the library of long-term memories. So how the child sees the parents relating, interacting with each other, 
becomes that child's kind of template, their, their internal working model of how to relate in the world. Like, is the world a safe place where I can flourish freely? Or is it a kind of unsafe place where I have to hide out of myself? So, like, can I be independent where I can ask for my needs? Or, and, here's the and again, and can I be dependent where I can listen and attune into other people's needs, to the other's needs? So the child develops by experiencing how the parents relate to each other. And, is the and again, how the parents relate to the child themselves. So the child gets a sense of who I am. This is the me. This is the independent, the autonomy. And it gets a sense of you, who the other is. That's the dependent, and that's the empathy. And a child gets a sense of the relationship between those two, you and me. And that's the world of Anne. There's three things happening in the child development there, isn't it? There absolutely is. And it, um, from the way you're explaining it, um, having a you know good relationship with your partner is not only good for you and your partner, but it's also incredibly important for your child. Yeah, it's not they're not um, you know outside of each other. They're very much interlinked. Yeah, so there's a there's a very strong connection. That's yeah, that's great to know. Now, being a dad is the most important and rewarding job a man will have often, but. To be the best dad means consciously putting effort into every other aspect of life. What's your advice in balancing self-care with the demands of family life and relationship time? Yeah, always a big one that comes up all the time. Um, and I suppose that is one, first up, dads and mums, like, you got to be, be, be gentle, be gentle and be kind to yourself, be kind to your partner. Like accept, again, that being a dad, being a parent can be a stretch and can be frustrating sometimes. So have conversations with your partner and have, have, have partner time only. Also then take time like to ensure that your partner Take time that your partner takes to have, has self care time, but also that you have self care time. And if you're a single dad, you know, try and enlist family or friends to help you get some self care time. Now, exercise is crucial. Like five minutes of exercise is better than no minutes. So just make time and don't use excuses. Ah, oh, it's too late now. Five minutes is better than nothing. It really is crucial for the brain, get the blood flowing to get all the, the, the good endorphins flowing around. And also to kind of keep it track, like life doesn't have to close down when we have children. Like the child came to live with us. So keep that in mind, like the, the child will adopt as long as we're being very safe and meeting the needs, but try, try to keep up your regular hobbies now some of those may have to have less time but 
don't give up everything. And staying connected to your mates, staying connected to groups like outside the relationship. And um, in, importantly, it's really important to set boundaries. That's the independent independent. That's the world of and it's okay to say no. It's okay to leave work on time. It's okay to log off your computer. And really remembering, you know, as I've heard you say a lot in the bartering project, it takes a village to raise a child. So tune into the village and ask for help. And, and don't try to be the perfect parent, you know, because perfect parenting can raise anxious kids, but good enough parenting raises secure, confident, resilient kids. Words to live by, good enough parenting. We can yeah. often forget about ourselves when we have children, of course, our partner and work to worry about. So it's a very important reminder to put effort and time into self-care for all the dads out there. Yeah. yeah. Derek, thank yeah. you so much for joining us today. It's been an enlightening discussion and I'm sure all our listeners have been taking notes and um, working out how best they can balance um, their relationships with their work, with their um, responsibilities, with their children. Um, the relationships that we have in life, especially with our partner, are so key to our own well-being, but play a big role in our children's lives too. We really appreciate you providing your expertise on this topic, and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Lovely to talk to you, Kathy. Thank, Thank you. you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fathering First podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to give us some love, share it with your friends and leave a review on your preferred podcast app. If you're feeling extra generous, you can also donate to help us continue to change children's lives through fathering. The link is in the description. Thank you in advance. The content doesn't stop here. If you're looking for more support between episodes, check out the Fathering channel at thefatheringproject.org forward slash fathering dash channel for all your fathering resources.